Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. All right. My guest today is a former Special Forces Green Beret. He spent 21 years in the Army and he is the founder and CEO of Alpha Elite Performance. Travis Wilson, welcome to Can You Survive This Podcast. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I hope I can survive. Yeah, hopefully. Let's see here. So um, tell me about uh, AEP, Alpha Elite Performance. Ah, Alpha Elite Performance. Uh, um, well, it's, uh, it's a, just something that kind of I went to school for exercise science. I've always been interested in supplements, uh, working out, physical fitness, all that good stuff. So as an active duty Green Beret, towards the end of my career, had a near fatal free fall accident, thought I was going to get kicked out of the military. So I needed something to fall back on. So really just started researching ingredients and things like that that can help with recovery, endurance, and and came up with a product called Emperk, which we we still sell today. Um and really just kind of that's how I got into the to the space of the supplement industry. Uh, AEP, Alpha Elite Performance, just kind of that that name itself came from ODA Alpha, the A-team, uh, Elite, Elite Special Forces, uh, and performance. Everything that we did was driven on performance, uh, you know, to include what we do today. And did you also create, did you also create M-Perk to heal yourself after your uh, parachute accident? I mean, for the most part, yeah. Uh, but I also had, you know, my buddies, uh, that, and, and I formulated that one with a buddy who was a Marsoc guy, a Marine, who was already out, uh, and he was in the in that space of of the supplement industry. So he kind of steered me in the direction of of three natural ingredients: Stegosaurus, deer antler, a little green tea for some energy, and then um, creatine to hydrate the muscles. But it's that Stegosaurus, deer antler that kind of is the catalyst of recovery and endurance. So, but yeah, it's a uh, Really what, I mean, you know, I had a total of 13 surgeries after that accident, um, one being, you know, a back break where I had disc replacement surgery. Uh, but I think that what really helped me recover was uh, just a really good diet and, and working out, you know, so. Were you, so what was your diet? Were you just eating really clean, eating lots of protein? I mean, just, a, uh, yeah, eating really clean and eating a lot of protein. Um things that, you know, aren't gonna just natural as, as, as much as you can, you know what I mean? Like staying away from the Taco Bells and McDonald's and the Burger Kings and all that bullshit that they put on military installations. Uh, so, but it, kind of the same way that I eat now. I mean, I just got done eating, you know, ground Turkey and some tomatoes, uh, sweet potatoes, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. 
And I've heard it's really the inflammation that like all the, uh, the processed foods are causing inflammation that make it harder to recover. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So in alcohol too, I was a big, I I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I just had a good time in Nashville this past weekend uh, at an event and and drank a little and I felt it and I still kind of feel it. It takes about 72 hours for alcohol to get out of your system. And I would imagine probably the same for a lot of that garbage, uh, you know, that, that is in our processed foods. Uh, so eating clean is, uh, is the way to go. And from that, you know, we, we, we have other products that, you know, help with that clean lifestyle with like our ODA super greens and, and things of that nature. And how long have, have you guys been doing AEP? How long have you been in business? Well, with, so I started caliber nutrition first, selling other people's products and kind of just learning about all that stuff and sales. Um, while I was active duty, funny thing is I never got discharged from the military. I actually healed up well enough to stay uh, within special forces, went to the Intel side of the house, um, but still started this business. So uh, I was running a business and active duty at the same time um, called Caliber Nutrition and Fitness in Colorado Springs. And then in 2018 is when we really, uh, you know, branched over into AEP, Alpha Leap Performance and focused on you know our brand with this logo and alpha lead performance got you i want to ask more about the deer antler but um before we get into that can you tell us a little bit about your fall can you walk us through what happened and uh how you survived that well i'm you know i'm gonna say it was the good man upstairs that that uh that helped me survive that bad boy um it was a night jump. We were in Eloy, Arizona and training in preparation for uh, combat operations downrange. And uh, I had exited the aircraft just fine. Last guy out, usually always the first guy to hit the ground. I'm a large man, 6'3", you know, always weighed over 240 pounds. Um, and I was coming in on final and just, uh, I don't know if it was night desk devil or something, but everything was working appropriately, talking to my guys. Uh, and I just... Uh, just lost control of the left side of my canopy and just spun. I, I had just turned on final, so a little below 500 feet. Uh, at that point, there is no time for corrections or pulling your reserve um, because it takes a good 400 plus feet for that reserve to really uh, pop open. Uh, so the emergency procedures were just kind of out the window at that point. And uh, it was more like a panic mode started climbing the left side of my risers like from back in the static line days but um yeah then i just kind of woke up with some lights around me and uh and here i am so the medics on the ground at that time were phenomenal when i woke up i thought that i was impaled because my back was broken other things obviously hurt my legs my knees uh you know i wasn't all really there mentally um but i had a fentanyl lollipop in my mouth already uh, you know, cause they knew that I was going to be in a lot of a pain. There was a team on the ground that, um, was watching that night jump through night vision goggles and, and watched it happen and, uh, heard it. And it, apparently it sounded like two rocks slapping together, uh, when I hit the ground there, I missed the grass. There was some nice lush grass there, but, uh, I hit the, the desert floor. <laughs> so you basically fell, you were basically spinning and then hit the ground. Yeah. Yep. For the most part. Yep. I mean, yeah, that's exactly how it happened. I remember because there was a building to my right and I remember, you know, the, the flash of the light, dark flashlight, dark, then boom. Yeah. Yeah. It happened pretty quick. Honestly, I, I can't say that I was scared. Um, I don't remember being scared. I just remember like, what the hell? This isn't right. 
you know uh yeah and that, that's and so did your did your parachute basically malfunction? Is that what caused that? No, we think we no because there was after the investigation they checked the parachute and it was all good to go. Um, it, it was just twisted a little bit, and it, I think we hit a night dust devil, which apparently don't normally happen. Uh, but yeah, I did. There wasn't any trees or power lines. So. And do you do you remember even hitting the ground, or is it basically like? it happened so fast that you kind of just black out from that. Um, I, I remember, I remember getting close. I think that's about it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I hit my head pretty hard. I spent about eight weeks at the brain treatment center as well for, you know, TBIs. And I, obviously, you know, that was the big one, but there were some other ones throughout my military career with explosions and things. Um, but yeah, there, there was a, there was a, a really good concussion with that bad boy. I'm glad you're okay. That is just absolutely miraculous. You know what? I am too. And I was just talking about it this past weekend with somebody and saying that uh, I have been very fortunate with the surgeries that I've had um, because like the ankle reconstruction one that I had has been great. I have no, I mean, occasionally it gets sore. In cold air, I do feel, uh, I feel some pain in my knees. I have two partial um, knee replacements already, but I think that was just, those two were from over time. Uh, there was, um, you know, some hairline fractures and things like that. Uh, but the biggest one really was shoulders and, uh, um, head obviously, and, uh, my back. So it just, uh, it shattered some vertebrae and, and caused some discs to shoot out, uh, into my, um, spinal cord. So I had spinal cord compromise for a little bit. Um, kind of lost uh, the feeling of my left leg and my man junk, uh, which which I did not like. But it was a really it's a funny story how that happened. How I found out that I couldn't feel my wiener. Uh, the nurse was playing around with the Foley catheter, and I was like, "Oh, not trying to be a pervert, but um, can you touch that again?" <laughs> and she did, and I was like, "Ah, this sucks. I didn't. I can't oh, man. feel that at all." But. But it's back it now, yeah. Back. Once, the, once the swelling came off that spinal cord and those nerves, I guess it's uh, it all came back, and it felt like fire ants actually for a little bit. But wow, but yeah, my, my stuff works. And so everything's back. You can walk fine. You can work out. You can run. You can do it all. I no, I do. I don't run. I don't do anything that uh, like heavy squats or anything like that. It's usually just air squats. Um, uh, my muscles atrophied quite a bit after that, not being able to use my legs for a while. Um, other than my calf muscles, they've, they've always just stayed big, but my quads have kind of atrophied. Um, and it's just been hell trying to get those guys to come back when I can't do a lot of heavy squats with the downward pressure on the fake discs in my back. Um, but yeah, I, I don't run and I don't do heavy squats or anything that's going to put a lot of pressure on my, on my back. Um, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I have jogged and I actually did the army 10 miler after I broke my back and had the surgeries. Uh, but, but I walked half of that, you know, taking pictures of all the sites. So, um, but yeah, now I'm just, uh, stand in front of a mirror and, and work out, uh, aesthetically, you know what I mean? I'm, yeah. I'm not getting paid to lift weights and, and you know, so I just, I, I do it, uh, so that I look good dead. Do, do you know, uh, I'm, I'm just really curious about the fall. Do you know if you landed like on your side? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of, 
It was, uh, and I'm, I'm sorry, it was the right side of my canopy. See, my, my wife was just telling me today, like, I have to remind you about everything. It was the right side of my canopy, right body, and uh, landed on my right side and kind of rolled, uh, and just kind of crushed the, uh, the whole upper, all of this. So, but I've had surgery. This is my right side, even though it's reversing the, thing, the computer, but uh, I've had three surgeries here, um, elbow. Uh, bicep, which, you know, looks like a little Popeye arm now. Uh, yeah, I think there was some, uh, obviously some fractured ribs, but not like horrifically fractured either, which was was great. In, all in all, I remember the doctor days later in the Phoenix uh, Banner Good Samaritan Hospital say, um, this is pretty phenomenal that, I mean, you're hurt, but you're you're alive and you're not significantly hurt for what you uh went through so you know here i am that's a bit embarrassing i didn't get to deploy after that i was pretty pissed but i, th I think it's an absolute miracle man I'm, I'm happy that you're okay and you look great thank um, you i so I, I i talked to a woman once who had been in a skydiving accident uh -huh. and the guy that was like kind of <laughs> attached to her back yeah. you know how like uh Million, yeah the guy yeah. who was attached to her and kind of kind of running it for her um he was a former navy seal uh and she told me the story i it was funny because i used to work in a hockey store and i was actually helping her daughter to put on skates uh-huh and one of my colleagues was like, you got to go like walking by and he was like you got to go skydiving man it's the best thing in the world and I was kind of like, I don't really want to. And then this woman, this is many years ago. I look at the the mother of the of the little girl that I'm helping with the skates, and she's got like tears in her eyes after I said that. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like did I'm so sorry, did I say something wrong? Is everything okay? And she's like, I'm just happy to be here with my daughter. I've actually been in a skydiving accident. And she goes, I'm pretty sure it was the Navy SEAL that saved my life because we were, we were skydiving and the first parachute, something went wrong with it. And then he tried to deploy the second parachute and something went wrong with that too. Oh yeah. And he said, as we're falling, he says to me, the parachutes have failed prepare for impact. And she said at the last moment, he rolled us so that we landed on our side and he took most of the impact on his side and and really absorbed most of the impact and she said both of them lived um and i thought it was just an amazing story so that's why i was thinking like did you roll to your side is that like a is like is that like a thing that is taught to people if there is a, a parachute failure that you should try to roll and land on your side or is it just like do whatever you can fucking do at that point Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I think, so, you know, from the get-go, anybody that's ever jumped free fall in any branch of the service has gone through static line jump master. And there you learn the PLF, the parachute landing fall, which is to roll up the side of your body to to really kind of absorb a lot of that impact um it sucks if you've ever jumped out of a plane static line or free fall it doesn't matter and you've hit the ground um you, you've all already damaged your body because it hurts every single damn time uh but i think his that you know that was his instinct to uh to roll that way and also probably because uh you know he was just being chivalrous and he did not want that woman to uh, be injured and why not sacrifice yourself for, for this, this lady that, you know, came out there for a good time uh, and, and to enjoy uh, what free fall was all about. I think that's wonderful that he did that because I'm sure he um, was kind of uh, making the ultimate sacrifice. Uh, I think that's pretty damn awesome. That's the guy that you need to get on your, your podcast as well. Yeah. Um, I, I was just, it's like one of the most amazing stories I've ever been told. And she said, she said, I'm, I'm pretty sure he saved my life. Yeah. Um, so absolutely amazing. She's got like tears in her eyes as she's telling me and I'm like helping her daughter put on skates and she's like, I'm just happy to be here with my daughter. That Navy SEAL saved my life. Yeah. Uh, that that's a hell of a story, man. That's wonderful. Yeah. That's really yeah. Um, I'm yeah. curious. I heard that you're a hockey player as well. Do you still play or no? No, not at all. <laughs> I did. I grew up playing hockey. Uh, I played in Alaska, I played in uh, Portland, uh, a little bit in, in Pennsylvania growing up. Uh, and then uh, played at uh, Boise State under their ACHA program there. After four years of the service, uh, my buddy convinced me to get out and go back to school, which I did. And then uh, we played hockey there at Boise State. Had a good time. A lot of good players. I mean, there were there were some guys that could have went D1 uh, in, in the NCAA. But, you know, we all chose, you know, Boise State for a reason. Um, now their, their program's doing really, really well. I mean, it was fun, you know, when we were there as well. Um, but... Uh, yeah, now I did a little uh, men's league uh, for a little bit as an active duty Green Beret there in Colorado Springs. Had fun. Uh, but now I just watch hockey. Yeah. Yeah, I grew up playing. I did a little men's league myself. Um, when the pandemic came, it all got shut down. And uh, I actually texted my captain like earlier this year and he was like, man, the league is back after the pandemic, but it's so much better. It's like all college guys and like semi-pro guys. And I was like, I, I think I'm good. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, I always uh, enjoyed, you know, meeting a lot of those air force cadets or those West point cadets. Um, and then in special forces, there's a lot of, you know, damn near Olympic athletes. You know, we, well, we've had some Olympic athletes that I served with at 10th group, uh, with a lot of great hockey players at 10th group. Um, you know, having come from the service academies or, or other colleges that were division one. So men's league was pretty, pretty competitive. <laughs> yeah, it was, fun. it was fun. I got another funny kind of to me, it's a funny hockey story. So I was working at a pro a hockey pro shop, like in the early 2000s. Uh -huh. And uh, it was at an ice rink. And we had a lot of uh, wounded warrior guys that played there. And there was one guy who had a fake leg. 
but he didn't tell anyone it was a fake leg. <laughs> and so he could skate on it. He could skate around and he looked like a, like, like he had two regular legs. Yeah. And he went sliding into the boards once and the fake leg completely twisted around and was like facing the other way. And everyone was like, Oh God, don't move. Don't look down. Don't look down. They thought it was his real leg that had oh, really yeah. twisted around. <laughs> and uh, so it gave everyone a good scare with that. <laughs> yeah. And he probably wasn't grimacing at all. I was like, what? What's the deal? Yeah. 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 No, Just twist funny. it right back around. And everyone's like, oh, my God. Right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think they said, hey, please give us a, a warning from now on if you're wearing a, a prosthetic. Right. That's hilarious. That's yeah. a good story. Yeah. So, uh, okay. So the deer antler, what's the deal with that in the M perk? Uh, so muscle performance endurance recovery complex, um, deer antler, you know, Ray Lewis made it famous with the, you know, the spray stuff under the tongue and all that stuff. But, um, deer antler really just, it helps with, uh, it, it's a Chinese herbal medicine. It's, it's something that's been studied. Um, you can read about it on WebMD. Uh, you, you just Google all about it, but it helps with high cholesterol bone density strengthening your immune system um a lot of times people say that it does things for their libido uh and then relieves stress as well um but uh i mean it, it, without getting into the science of it all and, and where you know how it's you know made and all that stuff it, it's it really is just a really good product it's not a gimmicky product at all uh like some people have said um that they believed that Ray uh, Ray Lewis from the Baltimore Ravens and all those guys got busted for using it. And it was just a gimmick. Um, there is crap deer antler out there. And then there is really good deer antler out there. And we, we sell the good stuff. Um, so, and it's, it's nothing that's going to make you piss hot on a piss test, uh, which is great. Even though a lot of the services, all of the services, uh, well, actually they regulate everything that goes into your body, which is kind of sad. Um, but, you know, they, they've said that that's something that a lot of the guys can't take. But just say I'm taking it and works wonderful. Um, I don't take it all the time, but I'll go through cycles uh, and take that along with our uh, Alpha Test X2 um, testosterone booster, which, which helps your uh, testosterone levels increase naturally and your free testosterone. Um, a lot of people say that there's no such thing as a testosterone booster, but I can assure you. Uh, I wouldn't, you know, take it if, if, uh, if there wasn't anything, if there wasn't such thing as one. So, you know, but anyway, yeah, it's, uh, it's phenomenal. And it's something that you don't necessarily have to cycle off of the, the M perk that is, um, and women can take it as well. And we have a lot of women that do take it. This episode is brought to you by Shopify, whether you're selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the, we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It, so, and it's just those three ingredients. The Emberk is um, just a daily wrong deer antler, uh, the green tea extract. And the uh, and a little bit of creatine to hydrate the muscles. Not enough creatine. I also take additional creatine every day, five milligrams or five grams of creatine a day. And uh, yeah, so so the M perk is is the is it a is it protein? No, it's a capsule, and it's it's just uh, it's three capsules that you take. It's not a protein. Um, it's just a daily wrong deer antler, the 
the green tea extract and the creatine all in capsule form. Mm -hmm. And you take those men take it three times a day. Women take it twice a day. So morning, lunch, and dinner once before workout. The, the one before workout is really just, uh, if you don't pre take a pre-workout, the green tea extract is supposed to just kind of give you a little, you know, explosiveness and energy. I, but I was going to ask about that if it was for energy or if it has like anti-inflammatory properties. It, that's really just in there for the, for the energy properties, but I'm a stim junkie. I, I have like five cups of coffee a day, so I don't even feel that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When so, I'll, I'll tell you when I was my biggest, I used to be a lot bigger, but when I was yeah. my biggest, I was taking a pre-workout and just getting like getting crazy in the gym. And I think the pre-workout had creatine in it too. Um, but yeah, I, I, I want to get back in the gym and get big again, but I have to eat so fucking much. Yeah. You gotta eat big to get big. Yeah, I just have to eat constantly in order for yeah. it to work. Otherwise, it doesn't really. I can't really get there. But let me ask you. I mean, what 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 are the reasons that you want to get big for? Um, confidence and and really just like aesthetics and confidence. Yeah, no, yeah. I hear you. That, I mean, that's fine. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I tell a lot of people, you know, well, why do you want to? Why do you want to get big? You know, it's just it's hard on your body. Uh, it's just more weight uh but Good point but yeah i mean if, if if it's for aesthetics you know maybe it's just maybe it's just five to ten pounds of muscle that you want to put on which is a significant amount yeah. um, you're not going to look like arnold schwarzenegger but yeah aesthetically you're going to look good i'm in an industry and i'm honest about this a lot of people are like you know why do you work out or you don't need to slow down or whatever but i'm in an industry where if i don't look like i'm in this industry it's not going to help sell product you know and you have to be honest with the people that criticize you know critique you and then you got to be honest with yourself. You can't be a 400 pound, you know, slob and, you know, have a company that, you know, is in the health and uh, welfare industry. So uh, fitness yeah. industry. So, yeah. Yeah. But I, I also, I, I like, I like, I, I want to look good. I want to look good for my wife, you know, and, and I, I do a lot of speaking engagements and I was just on stage in Nashville this weekend and I want to be able to look good up there as well, you know, because it, it, it helps. Yeah. I, I just want like five to 10 more pounds of muscle. Yeah. Man, that's, um, that's, that's pretty easy to do in a year. Yeah. Yeah. I used to be able to do it in like, when I was in my twenties, I could do it in like a few months. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's not as fast as it used to be. Well, and a lot of the times, you know, are you checking your testosterone levels? Like we have a testosterone boosting property, you know, product. Uh, but a, a lot of people don't need to take that, um, because maybe their test levels are low. And have you had your, have you gone to the VA and had your test levels checked? If your test levels are low, you might you know, qualify for, um, you know, TRT, uh, testosterone replacement therapy in small doses to get you to uh, where you should be so that you feel better. And it's not just, I mean, that will help you in growing muscle, but not like, you know, it's not a steroid that's going to, you got to work hard for it. You know, still people who use steroids, you know, in mass amounts work their asses off to yeah. grow that God awful amount of muscle. Yeah. But testosterone therapy is definitely going to help you get back into the gym, help you stay lean, help you build muscle and help you feel better, help cognitive, uh, you know, cognition and reasoning and thought um, and make you happy. I know a lot of guys that had low T and were depressed and they got on testosterone replacement therapy and did a 180 and felt wonderful about life. So there's That's a lot of good things about TRT. Yeah. So I guess for the listeners out there, too, then make sure you're getting your your test to see where you're at with your T. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, 
I know in the soft world and the special operations world, um, it, it seems to be pretty common uh, for, for guys to have low testosterone, to be running at, at, at such a high level for so long. Uh, and then when they just, you know, get that desk job, that staff position, whatever their test levels just crash. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so it, it, it happens often, um, but it, it happens to all men. It's not just special operations guys. I just use that as an example, cause that's where I came from. Uh, but it, it really is important. And, you know, I'll tell all your listeners, if you think it's a steroid, it's not under doctor supervision, testosterone replacement therapy is phenomenal and you can do it the rest of your life there's guys that'll be on it for the rest of their life you know whether it be a half uh a, a ml or a full uh mlcc um you know a week uh there's other ways of you know there's different ways of putting in your body whether it be injection the the gels or the or the beads the little i don't know i think those are garbage i'm I, i've done it and I've, i'm an injection guy so got you yeah. If for me, once I, even once I get the, once I get there with uh like, if I pack the muscle on, I just have to eat so much fucking food to keep it on. <laughs> well, I mean, is that such a bad thing? No, not really. <laughs> I mean, but like, what kind of food are you eating? You know, you really, do you have to, I mean, no, you do have to eat a lot. I eat quite a bit normally, but uh, yeah, I'll, I'll eat like like a couple chicken breasts and like a plate of rice, you know, that kind of thing. Like it just, sounds fabulous. Just constant, constant protein is how to, yeah. is the only way I can really do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I like the sounds of that though. That sounds fabulous, man. We go to H E B here in Texas and we get the big old thing of chicken for like five bucks. It's still cheap uh, here and uh, just chow down on that bad boy. I've also found, and this doesn't do, do anything for me getting bigger, but it just helps me feel better is if I uh, take electrolytes as well. I got to yeah. eat a lot of food to get, to get the size, but sometimes I'll feel kind of like, like shitty and sluggish. And then I'll have yeah. like one of those electrolyte powders and it sure, just yeah. helps everything uh, feel a little better. Yeah, absolutely. No, I get that. Um, electrolytes are wonderful. Uh, we have a great one called rally and recover, uh, which we just actually just, we bring with us to all our events and we like to make sure that people uh, utilize that after a day of drinking so that they are hydrated the next day. Yep. <laughs> I know that I do that. I drink it. Um, but also, the, you know, there's, there's one other product is essential amino acids or branch chain amino acids. Yes. Uh, they metabolize in the muscle, not the liver. So they're great in helping build muscle. I, if there's, if there's anything that I tell people that they should take, it's essential amino acids, which have the BCAs in them. Mm-hmm. Protein, whether you eat all your protein or get it in a protein shake form. Um, and then, uh, uh, what's the other one? <laughs> yeah. anyway, essential amino acids and protein are, are pretty damn important. And creatine, yeah, creatine. Yeah, there's a lot of studies going on with creatine right now. Yeah, so. that's one that one. I'm glad you said that because also when I was much bigger, I was taking a lot of BCAAs, a lot of branch chain amino acids. Yeah, and they're relatively inexpensive. Uh, I'll tell your listeners, if you're listening on black Friday, we're going to have a 50% off your entire order sale. Uh, so, you know, I'll have to, I'm, I'm going to get in on that. So what is that? Uh, what's the, where, where's that? AEP alpha, alpha elite performance.com alpha elite performance.com yeah, black yeah. Friday, get 50% off your whole order. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but essential amino acids, protein, um, creatine, are, are great pre-workouts are wonderful 
Uh, a lot of people say that's a young man's game. And in some instances, it really is. I mean, because high stimulants, do we need that at our age? I'm 48. I don't know how old you are, but it can increase. Uh, it's a high stim. So, you know, blood pressure, all that good stuff. If you've got heart issues, I don't know. Do uh, a lot of those. I'm, I haven't taken them in ages. I'm 36, by the way. Um, but I used to, I think they put like niacin in there or something. Cause I used to feel like I was fucking burning when I used to take those. <laughs> yeah, man, that'll, that'll bring the, the blood to the surface of the skin. There's also uh, a beta alanine and, you know, you get the itchy. Ours doesn't have a lot of that in there. Uh, ours is more of a stim pump, uh, yeah. um, you know, prolonged pre-workout that doesn't uh, make you crash at the end of it. It kind of can, it, it, it dies out nice and even. So that, that was a, it is called pipe hitter but it's, it's pretty popular pre-workout. <laughs> so what they call soft guys, switch operation guys, uh, is pipe hitter. So, you know, I jumped all over that. <laughs> and I was, I was starting to check out, uh, some of your stuff to get ready for the, for this show. Do you guys also do sleep aids? We do. We have, yeah, it's called GBNT green beret nap time. Um, so our, we also have a greens ODA super greens and our GBNT sleep are both approved for use by the special warfare center in schools. The detox has, uh, we've proven that it, it reduces heavy metals out of the body. Um, if you go to the website and click on it and you'll see the, uh, one of the subject tests was um, decreased levels in lead and antimony, significant decreases. Uh, and then the GBNT sleep is just, it, it gets you to REM sleep. Um, it's extremely popular so much so that we're out of it right now, but we should have it back in the next uh, week or so and or less can you can you talk about what's in that? Is it melatonin or there's or melatonin what? in there? Some GABA, some amino acids in there as well. But they just kind of synergistically work together to get you to REM sleep. Um, and is REM sleep is that where you dream? Yeah, yeah, REM. That's rapid the really important movement. one, right? Yep, rapid eye movement. That's where the healing happens, man. When people don't get REM sleep, they're not really getting good sleep. Uh, they feel restless throughout the day. That's also where your testosterone therapy comes in. It helps you uh to sleep better as well you want that REM sleep REM sleep helps with weight loss it helps with muscle building it helps with um gray hair the slowing of of, of graying hair um you know sleep REM sleep helps with um looking youthful I'm 48 I apparently get a lot of sleep because you know a lot of people are like there's no way you're 48 <laughs> but uh it uh, REM and sleep it helps it help REM REM sleep helps with healing physically, but also like psychologically, I think too. Yeah. Reduces anxiety. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. It's uh, it's, that's where the magic happens. You want to get to REM sleep. REM sleep's important. Um, I had a sleep study done towards the end of, or right at the end of my career. And I, my brain and my lung lungs uh, stopped talking to each other 88 times in the first hour of the sleep test sleep study. And the dude came in and hooked me up to, you know, the machine, the, 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 uh, I was on a BiPAP, not a CPAP, but a BiPAP. So it forces air in. Uh -huh. um, so, um, so I wasn't getting REM sleep and, and it, you know, it made sense why I was sluggish. You know, I was in a staff position at that time and, and, uh, just tired all the time and, uh, you know, low T at that time as well. And so, uh, yeah, I qualified for, uh, you know, a BiPAP machine, which, which sucks. I absolutely hate it because it's. Do you, you know, do you still use it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, Mister VA. <laughs> but hey, apparently it's working because you look youthful and uh, healthy. Yeah. So. Yeah. It. I, but I also have this machine that um, takes ambient air, oxygen, and 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 makes it a little bit more potent as well. 
and it hooks into the machine. Wow. Uh, yeah. The, I, so I have to have that as well. So an oxygen machine in the house and a BiPAP machine. So, but, but I have a central neurological sleep disorder. Uh, mine isn't caused by any occlusions or anything like that. Mine just is my brain doesn't like to talk to all of this other stuff. So, wow. Yeah. I think a lot of people though, more people, more people that realize it have some kind of occlusion um, yeah. that's closing the throat down and they're not getting that deep, deep sleep and they're kind of yeah. snoring and, and not getting it, not breathing. And yeah. Yeah. Some people need surgical uh, procedures, uh, moving things around, moving the jaw around the mandible, um, to make more room. Uh, I know a person that just had that surgery done and she, uh, sleeps amazingly now. Uh, and a lot, a lot of people are just overweight. They don't think they are, but they are. And once yep. you start getting past that, you know, even bodybuilders though, uh, have that occlusion, occlusion that helps them, uh, you know, that, that doesn't help them, but they snore because of it and, and it occludes their breathing. So, yeah. Did you we're feel like you, uh, did, were you, were you able to tell that you were getting better REM? Like, did your dreams get fucking weird or anything like that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some of man, I've had some pretty wicked dreams, some really good dreams. I didn't want to wake up from some, I was really pissed. Like, ah, oh, just wanted to continue that one, you know? Yeah, but, uh... <laughs> but that's when you know the healing is happening when the when the dreams are getting really weird. That means yeah. your body is like really in that in that good REM sleep and you're getting the physical and yeah. also mental healing. And we've had some really good uh, feedback from people saying, man, my dreams are vivid as shit. And I'm like, good, good. Sometimes I've had a couple of people say I can't take that because I, I obviously have some demons that I need to work through. And, and they've, you know, so and I get that as well. But yeah. that's only that's only been told to me a couple of times. Got you. Well, I'm I'm going to check it out. I'm going to get in on this uh, Black Friday sale. Yeah. Um, let's see. Anything else? Alpha Elite Performance. What about Alpha Elite Performance Outdoor? Yeah, man. So we started a nonprofit called AEP Outdoors, and we take uh, special operations, not not just special operations, but veterans, uh, but primarily soft guys, just because the footprint's so small. And I know so many of these dudes that need this type of outdoor adrenaline adventure, mental health um, treatment, which is, you know, I love the outdoors. I love to hunt. I love to go out down to Cabo and fishing. So um, we've, we've taken um, some guys down to Cabo to go sport fishing, uh, heli hog hunting in Temple, Texas. And just this past uh, um, August, we took um, one of the first few women recruited into the unit in the in the in the special operations uh, we took her to africa uh, to hunt 10 games plains animals wow. uh, so yeah it's you know it's i just want to be able to um get people outdoors you know and 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 be with each other cabo uh was an extremely healing trip this last year uh within the first three hours uh the the guys that were there in one way shape or form knew somebody you know, that had been killed or there was just this, um, what is six degrees of separation or some, I don't know, but we had Navy SEALs, Green Berets, MARSOC, uh, other, a couple regular Marines. Um, but, you know, due to deployments and just this long ass war that we had, um, it, it was pretty magical and, and, and the start of a really good healing weekend within those first three hours it was really cool and there we uh you know the next day we go sport fishing for the day um we have dinners with the sponsors and donors and then there's in in but then the next day the veterans just get to do stuff together 
no no veterans or no sponsors, no donors get to go out with them. And then we have one more day of fishing where the donors and sponsors can uh, go out with the uh, veterans. And uh, and that's done with Red Rum Sport Fishing. A really good buddy of mine, Toby Nunn, who is also a veteran. Mm-hmm. He owns Red Rum Sport Fishing in the porch bar uh, down there. And he is a generous human being. And uh, we work together on uh, being able to provide, uh, you know, that that trip for those guys. So is, he's a big that- part of that as well. Is that um, is that free of charge? To is that like uh, to those guys? Yeah, the veterans. Yes, amazing. Everything that we do, uh, we we take care of monetarily. That's so, amazing. And yep. how do people? How how can people find that if they want to try? If they want to do that? Well, you know, we have that's that's this. I wouldn't say it's sad, but right now because they're they're so small and few trips, um, they're kind of pricey. But eventually, I mean. I would love to be able to do more than just one a year. Uh, but because this, the footprint is so small, like we've, I always ask the guys that went last year, like, think about who you would nominate, you know? So usually it's, it's a nomination from somebody who's already experienced that. And we're building this family of AEP outdoors, uh, you know, people that have gone on these trips. Because eventually I'd like to have, have one big dinner once a year where we can get all these alumni, if you will, together. Uh, and build this community of outdoor mental health and, and, you know, just kind of grow it from there. Um, grow the, the Africa hunt there. It's we're I'm actually going to be doing something with that kind of renaming that part of, uh, AEP outdoors, um, and then doing some partnerships with some people. Uh, but, yeah, I th- uh, I th- yeah, I think, I think it sounds amazing. And I think that, um, building the community and having that camaraderie is such a huge part of the, the healing and also I think it's like a double win because you get the connection to nature and you get the connection to each other. And yeah. so I think that community, that sounds like a really positive uh, community yeah. that you're building. And there's a lot of guys, it's just, it's just one gap that, you know, I saw that needed to be filled. There's a lot of great nonprofits out there. I work for the Green Beret Foundation as a volunteer, but I mean, almost like a paid employee, uh, but I love to work for the Green Beret Foundation because I get to work with a lot of the guys that, you know, I served with. Uh, but there are things that they don't do, like send people on these types of adrenaline outdoor adventure, mental health healing trips. Um, and so, you know, that's why I chose this gap to fill and start a nonprofit to do so. Uh, but yeah, it's, you know, it's, uh, it's pretty phenomenal. I experienced uh, um, a couple hunts before starting this nonprofit and thought, well, you know, we have the means to do so as a business. Uh, and so, you know, we did it, we started it and here we are. Well, I, I hope your community continues to grow. Thanks, man. And, uh, people keep, keep finding you and, uh, keep getting that, that healing and that connection. Appreciate it. So let's see here. We've been going, we've been talking for a while now. I don't know if you know this, but on, can you survive this podcast? We have a hypothetical survival scenario. Oh, let's do it. And I want to see if you can survive the podcast. So <laughs> I actually have, I got two of them here. I got a, I got like a snow based one. And I also got like a Black Hawk down style one. I'm leaning towards like Black Hawk down for you. I don't know if you have a, a preference. I mean, just shoot, shoot, just hit me. Let's do All it. Right. Let's do it. Yeah, cool. All right. Let, let's do this. Let me get my notes out here. And we'll see if you can survive this podcast. What if I don't survive? What's that? So what if I don't, don't survive? 
Well, at least the audience will hopefully learn something. <laughs> right on, good. Good, 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 good. All right, here we go. So for your hypothetical survival scenario, you are a lone soldier who has been separated from your unit during a mission in a hostile city. Your radio is broken and you have no way to contact anyone for help. You must navigate the city and survive until you can find your way back to safety. So your first question, do you A, try to find a high vantage point to get your bearings or B, stay put and wait for your unit to find you? I am a Green Beret and I can tell you that I'm definitely going to be moving under the cover of darkness. Um, and as an 18 Echo, you say that my radio isn't working. Uh, but an 18 Echo is a Special Forces Communications Sergeant. I'm definitely going to try and get to a higher advantage point to 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 test uh, that radio. Uh, if it's if it's a battery issue, then that's just me. I failed on my on my part. Um, but usually the the issues with radios are man made unless it's been shot. So uh, get to a quick high advantage point to test the radio. Get a quick bearing. Um, usually we can test direction or see the, the direction of uh, you know the the way that we need to go by utilizing the stars. We've all been taught that uh, within navigation, night navigation, uh, looking out a window and see where the sun is and getting a, a general direction. Um, and you know, basically our, our built-in azimuth uh, in, in the way that we need to go. So, uh, but yeah, I would definitely be moving under the cover of darkness, slowly, methodically, listening. Uh, there's, there's a thing that we do called sills and you stop, you look, you listen, you smell um before moving um any further so but if, if you do it slowly and, and you utilize uh just really basic uh, principles of patrolling for yourself um you should be able to get out of that city and uh and uh, of course everybody on that team probably has a last known point to to reconnect at um if there's a man missing you know you go back to that last known point um and then you obviously know where, and you might have to, you know, E and E and which corridor do you take? And as a green beret, we always had those just in case that we had to E and E out of a situation. So, uh, you know, it's, uh, and, and you just want to go slow. Do I have a gun? I have, I still have my guns, right? Uh, no, you've lost your gun. Oh, I lost my gun. Well, <laughs> I'm going to find one. I guarantee you that, man. I tell you what, uh, yeah, we're gonna that, we're gonna find some guns. That's amazing. So you went with A, you got it correct. Um, I think you had some really good good points in there about using the stars. And you're the first guest that I've heard say use sense of smell as well. Yeah, yeah, that's fascinating. Well, you can smell your enemy, man. Uh, you know, it, I, one of the I absolutely loved uh, being at first. I was a medic in the infantry up in the five hundred first in Alaska, and you know, learned that you wanted to smell like everybody else around you. I think in Vietnam, um, you know, they ate the way that, you know, the enemy ate so that they could smell like kimchi or whatever. Uh, but we, we re that was really kind of just hammered in um, going through the Q courses, Green Berets uh, back in the day, uh, that you want to smell like your enemy. Um, but you can definitely smell the enemy because they're going to smell you. So there are a lot of things that you don't take into the field or into combat because, you know, they'll smell you. You don't wash your uniform in Tide. You don't wear cologne. You don't wear aftershave. You essentially, you, you don't shower every day. Uh, 
you know you want to smell like ass because that's what they smell like yeah and, uh, and you hope that they mess up and that they showered uh and i will say that i fought an enemy that um i have smelled before that smelled gucci as shit like why are you out here in your iraqi tracksuit smelling like you know Dol- dolce and gabbana you know or whatever it's like you're giving yourself away pal so <laughs> that's amazing that that's good stuff i've that's the first i've heard someone on here say that but that is that's a really good point yeah okay so you chose a you got that one correct you you move to a high vantage point to get your bearings you climb a tall building and you see uh you see that you are several blocks away from your unit's last known location as you start to make your way towards them you you hear gunfire in the distance do you a head towards the gunfire or b avoid the gunfire and take a different route towards your unit i don't know who's i don't know who's doing the shooting um and i don't know what distance and direction that's coming from uh but i'm gonna go back to my last known point um where my unit was at and i'm gonna avoid that firefight uh because whoever's there uh is probably taking care of business and uh once i get to my last known point hopefully somebody is there because we got separated and that's what you know, I, I would imagine was was put out. If we get separated, everybody get back to the last known point. Yeah, B, you got it right. Avoid avoid the gunfight and take a different route. Um, so you, you avoid the gunfire. You take a different route uh, towards your unit. As you make your way through the streets, you come across a group of hostile fighters. Do you A, engage the fighters in a firefight, or B, try to sneak past them unnoticed? Uh, B, absolute B. There's no need to be John Wayne. Um, now, you didn't say that they saw me. So uh, if they saw me, then I have to E&E while defending myself. But you, you want to try and shoot as little as possible because that uh, also inhibits your means of uh, of exfilling. So um, I would stop and slowly slip out uh, as quietly as possible. You got it. B is the right answer. So you you decide to try to sneak past the fighters unnoticed. You manage to make it past them. But as you continue towards your unit, you come across a collapsed building blocking your path. Do you A, climb over the rubble, or B, go back the way you came? Is there a way around it? I mean, you don't want to go up and over anything really because that exposes and silhouettes yourself against the the, the moon if it's at night or whatever. Um, if there's a way around it, uh, that would be the best course of action um, because you could probably do that pretty quietly. Uh, I mean, that's kind of a... I, I don't want to go back to where the bad guys were at that I saw. So I'm going to continue to try and make my way around or through that building, that collapsed building. You you got it. You got it. So you don't want to go back towards the enemies. Yeah. Um, ideally, you would try to find a way around. But for this scenario, you got to go over. Just the, okay. only, just the only option we got. So well, then you're laying as low as you can. You're, you're slow crawling and making yourself look like rubble. Perfect. Okay, so you're going over the rubble. As you do, you accidentally trigger a booby trap that sets off an explosion and knocks you to the ground. 
do you a assess your injuries and take necessary first aid measures or b ignore your injuries and continue towards your unit you uh, immediately assess your injuries because you could bleed out in two to three minutes with any type of femoral bleed or any other type of arterial bleed uh you know check your limbs and uh knock that shit out real quick with a tourniquet that you would probably have on each appendage and uh you know hopefully they're not debilitating and that you could keep moving towards your unit you got it a is correct assess your injuries and take necessary first aid measures so you take the necessary first aid measures and then you realize there are enemies closing in on your six do you a crawl into a nearby sewer system or b hide in the rubble well that's uh that's an interesting one i'm gonna I'm probably going to, they're, they're probably going to be scouring that rubble. Uh, so I'm going to probably sadly get into that sewer system and me being a germaphobe, it's going to be really difficult to do. Uh, but yeah, I'm probably going to get in that sewer system. You got it. A you're on, you're on a roll. You got them all right so far. <laughs> so a, you got it right. You navigate to the drainage system or sorry, you navigate the drainage system to the rendezvous point. When you get there, you find your unit has already moved on to a different location. Those you... bastards. <laughs> Do you A, head straight to the next rendezvous point, or B, rest and assess your situation? Uh, it's going to be a, a, a pretty quick, you know, pregnant pause, if you will, to assess the situation. Um, but I don't know how far ahead of me they are. Um, so I'm going to try and make it to that rendezvous point after assessing the situation got you okay so just kind of both answers really if you think about it yeah okay so you're taking a quick pause to assess but then you're moving on yeah you know i want to look at uh, where i'm at if i have a map with, with me i'm going to pull that out uh but yeah I just kind of assess the situation if that was the last known point um then i i have before you go out on any mission you you go over the mission and you have certain points uh, and rendezvous points, ron sites, or whatever that you need to get to. So I'm going to assess the situation be like, all right, well, then they have to be at this next location, and I'm going to move out. Yeah, so you're going to get moving. You're not going to stay and rest. No. No. Okay. Quick, so I got quick pause, quick pregnant pause. Quick pregnant pause. Okay, I'm, we're, gonna, we're giving it to you. That's the right answer. Um, for anyone playing along, we have A, head straight to the next rendezvous point. Yeah. Um, and, and, and you got it. So – you got it right. The judges say you got it. I'm tired, um, man. I just got, I got hurt. I had to fix some injuries. You know, I'm like, well, shit, they're not here. Let me drink some water real quick. And then I'm moving out. All right, moving out. So you continue on to the next rendezvous point. As you do, you come across a wounded civilian who needs medical attention. Do you a ignore the civilian and continue towards the rendezvous point or B provide medical aid to the civilian? Oh, see, this seems more of like a, you know, I'm, I, right now my life is my priority. Um, so I'm going to be moving out. If I can throw a bandage their way while I'm passing them, that's what's going to happen. But I also don't really want to expose myself to a wounded civilian because if the enemy finds them, then they can be like, oh, he went that way. So right. I'm just going to keep moving out. Right. So for that one. We had A or B could be correct. It's yeah. really your choice in the moment. 
how much risk do you want to take by stopping? For all you know, he's not even a civilian. He could be one of the bad guys. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to keep moving out. I don't, I'm not going to expose myself to him. So, all right. So that one could have gone either way. You get you. So you get it right either way. Um, you keep on moving. You finally reach the rendezvous point and meet up with your unit. And together you're able to call for extraction and make it safely back to base. Congratulations. You have survived the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. Amazing, man. That, that was great. A lot of good info in that. I love the, uh, use the stars and also the sense of smell, which I had never heard a guest bring that up before but really good points it's important man use all the senses all of them yeah for sure it's your life on the line so travis wilson you have survived the podcast um is there anything else before we sign off what do people need to know where can they find you um i know you got a black friday sale where do you want people to find you at uh well first i had a lot of fun man this is a really good podcast this was great uh I wish you all the luck with this because this was this is really good. It's one of the better ones that I've been on. Thank uh, you. But uh, yeah, so Alpha Leap Performance, you can reach me at Travis at AlphaLeapPerformance.com if you have any questions uh, or if you just want to reach out and say hi, uh, I will answer. Um, or you can go to AlphaLeapPerformance.com and we do have that 50% uh, Black Friday sale coming up uh, one day only on Black Friday after uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, and then there probably will be a, a Cyber Monday deal too on a, on a particular product. I'm not sure which one yet. Um, but yeah, alphaleapperformance.com. And uh, just check us out. Follow us on Instagram at Alpha Elite Performance. Uh, Instagram also, if, if you go to the bottom of the website, you'll see our Instagram pages. But yeah, AEP Outdoors, AEP underscore Outdoors, or Alpha Elite Performance on Instagram. There you go, Alpha Elite Performance. And uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Bye.